Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. As a mother who has birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I'm very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. How do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for us to share our experiences with what we have loved and what we have lost. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss with me, Robin Alexis, you can email me at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. Please learn more about me at my website, robinalexis.com. This show is brought to you by Freedom with Joy, and you will learn more about the launch of Freedom with Joy as you listen to each show. I'm very excited to introduce you to our next guest, Jen Matthews. She has a very unique way of experiencing the interpretation of death and dying. She's going to be sharing with us her personal story of loving her partner and losing her partner. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. I am Joy Ayer, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film, Eye of the Orca, with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us, too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash eye of the orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Let's give a very, very warm welcome to our special guest today, Jennifer Matthews, who is going to guide us through her experience of love and loss with her beautiful life partner, Kate. Jennifer, very welcome to Sharing Love and Loss today. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So Jennifer, why don't you start us at the beginning? How did you meet your beloved Kate? Oh, gosh. Well, um, I was living in Vermont at the time, and I really wanted to play kickball. You know, the game that's like uh, soccer baseball. (laughs) Yes. Uh And a a mutual friend of mine and of Kate's thought that we would enjoy playing kickball together. So when I met her the first, um, she was working at a market, a craft market. And um, I went up to meet her and with no words, she just stood in a kicking position and started moving her leg kicking. And we both started <laughs> laughing. And I seriously knew that she was a soulmate uh, very early on in terms of our our deep connection. And then we had been partners maybe a, 
a couple of years after that, we became life partners um, for the rest of her days on the planet and still. Oh, so uh, Jennifer and Kate in spirit, wherever you are, uh, how long were you two together before you found out about her illness? Um, we had been together as partners for about seven years at that point. And her diagnosis, she was diagnosed with advanced stages of cancer. Um, she, the, the time between her diagnosis and when she left her physical body was only about 12 weeks. So it was actually oh my gosh. a very quick process, although not sudden, like some people experience. Yeah. So we definitely had to get with the program fairly quickly, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So um, prior to her having such a harsh diagnosis and a quick uh, movement into the death process, what was your life like with Kate? Uh, life with Kate was quite an adventure. Um, we had actually, when we left Vermont, we were in a camper van that I still have. And we traveled around the country for a while and we found... Um, Mount Shasta, California. And between that time, having the adventures of just being on the road, we were both on our spiritual paths and having endless magical, you know, miraculous synchronicities happening. And then once we landed here, we spent a lot of time in nature together. Um, she was doing some healing work. I was involved in different community projects as well. Um, and then we spent a couple years teaching laughter yoga together, which was definitely a fairly foundational part of our relationship eventually, um, was being able to just share joy together and help people laugh and find that place inside of them, which she really taught me how to do in many, many ways. And then we could share that together. But, um, but life was pretty so sweet. Yeah. So you traveled around and then when you got to Mount Shasta, California, you became part of the community here is what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. And what is this thing that you two were doing? I think you just said it was called Laughing Buddha. Laughter yoga is what oh, it is. Laughter called. yoga. Yes. Okay, tell, so it, we, tell us about that that you two were doing together. Well, basically, it's it's being playful in ways that allow us to laugh without jokes or humor. And it, it was really a significant piece because through that process of, of just allowing my body to laugh, to me, it's very much an emotional and spiritual opening because it's like you're letting go of anything that you're holding on to when you're laughing for no reason. So we helped people do that and we practice that in our lives. And honestly, it is in addition to our spiritual practices, um, it is one of the main things that I feel like helped us in her dying process because we had already been practicing um, looking at life in a different way, letting things go, trying not to hold on so tightly and be as attached. And one of the ways we did that was through laughter. So, um, so it became, who knew at the time, right, that it would be this significant yeah. piece of our process of the end of her physical days. Um, and then mind ever since, honestly. So it, it, it sounds like Kate and you were really healthy. How did she you know, what happened that she all of a sudden went to the doctors and got such an incredible diagnosis? What was mm -hmm. that like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, she had had cancer in the past, but oh, it was clear. Okay. It was clear. It wasn't like she had had it very young. And then so she was very health conscious in those ways. This cancer felt like it came out of nowhere. And by the time um, it was stomach related, so by the time the tumor was detected, it had already been incredibly advanced, which was actually almost exactly what happened to my mom who had pancreatic cancer. But 
um, very similar symptoms where um, just shortness of breath and in terms of her abilities to, to be active, she was starting to get concerned and worked with a homeopath. And then um, by the time that we had, we ended up going to the ER, we found out that she had been losing a lot of blood. And, and, you know, honestly, we both knew because of her history too, we just intuitively knew like this was it, this, she wasn't, her body mm-hmm. wasn't going to survive this time. And so we didn't go through, even though we thought, well, you never know, right. You never know people have miraculous healings. We also were very grounded in the reality that this was a, a likely possibility. So that part of it really helped us um, have the conversations that I felt mm. like we needed to have early on. We didn't spend weeks or months ignoring the diagnosis or like in denial, hoping that she would have years to live. We really knew it could be quick. And um oh acted accordingly, I guess is how I would put it. And there was a lot of joy and gratitude because of that. And, you know, tears as well, of course. So yeah. for people who are listening to um, how you and she came to this place where you had to either be in denial uh, or accept the situation and then assess how you were going to approach it, It sounds like you just both knew that you weren't going to do like chemo or surgery or any of that sort of thing. And it also, I, with your mom, did that having to go through that with your mom and then with Kate, did that trigger something in you or was it just wisdom that could flow through you to help in the situation? I appreciate that question. Honestly, it was mostly wisdom, I think, because there were so many things that were identical and my mom had died eight years prior. Um, It was so uncanny how many identical things there were. So I almost felt like with my mom, it was a, not like it was a practice run because that was obviously very deep and meaningful for me, but it was a very similar process, except how they dealt with it was very different. My mom got very depressed and was very much, um, I think, in denial and not knowing what to do with her final days and really had a lot of self-forgiveness to work through of like, why is this happening to me kind of energy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Kate, on the other hand, um, and you're right, she didn't do chemo and that kind of thing because 20 years prior when she was young and had cancer, um, she had said if you know she wouldn't do that again because of her particular situation. Um, plus this was too advanced for that anyway. But with Kate, you know, we both had an acknowledgement early on that this was her next step. And Mm -hmm. as much as that came with a lot of tears, it also came with a lot of beauty of being able to say out loud and acknowledge to each other that, okay, this is, this is where you need to go for your own spiritual evolution. And it's time Mm -hmm. for your body to leave the planet. And so she was only 41 and I was 39 when she was diagnosed. Mm. And at the same time, we both had an acknowledgement, I think based on our belief system that whether a a body is a person is in a body for, you know, a few years, uh, 16 years, 40 years, 85 years, that it's, it's bigger than that. And that we're here as long as we're, we're meant to be here. And then we have other plans on a spirit level. And so that I think was a pinnacle mutual understanding that we had. It was almost like it was almost as if she was going to, if she was going to another country and there was no 
way to reach her, like no cell phones or no internet or whatever. And at the time there wasn't, you know, much of that video conferencing we do now. Um, I would have supported her in her next step, even if I couldn't continue to see her in person. And it, it felt very much the same, like even though I was sad ah, and I wish she mm-hmm. wasn't leaving her body, it, this was her next step. And so we both acknowledged we'd still be a team. We'd still work together. We would still be connected, but that she just would no longer be in the physical on the planet Earth anymore and that I would be. So um, Let's, I can't tell you how important yeah. that was for both of us. Yeah. Well, that is priceless information. And let's go to break right now. And when we come back, you can talk more about how did you navigate the actual physical death experience mm-hmm. and then move to this place that you're talking about where you could be of service to each other when she's out of body and you're still in body. Perfect. We'll be right back with Jennifer Matthews. I am Joy Ayer, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film Eye of the Orca with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash Eye of the Orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. We are back now with Jennifer Matthews and her lifelong partner, Kate, who uh, she's developed a relationship with uh, beyond the dropping of her physical body. But for right now, Jennifer, there's so many people listening who, you know, we, we get confused about like the actual process of dropping the body and what do you do with the body? How did you two walk through that part of this journey together? Mm, step by step. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's definitely not my favorite part, I must say. Um, you know, as as people probably have been through themselves or maybe will go through, you know, watching someone's physical body decline very quickly, it's, it's an intense process. And that, again, is where I think we, for Kate and I, um, we ended up relying very much on our spiritual practice and being able to stay grounded and really connect on a higher level. So I think we started, we were doing that already and that helped us remember that we're more than our bodies, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So um, it was a very tender time and there was a slow acknowledgement, you know, slowly she couldn't do the things she could previously do physically and was lying down more and things got a little calmer. We definitely focused a lot on gratitude. Um, Mm -hmm. We do gratitude lists together out loud and they would be the range of, you know, gratitudes for um, she was getting blood transfusions and she would do these beautiful blessings on the blood that people donated Mm -hmm. and having gratitude for that. And it would be for things like um, 
hot water bottles and watermelon and the birds and, you know, the huge range of the different things that made life better. And that was really helpful during the decline of her body. Um, I definitely had some fear around that. Like the idea of being with just the shell didn't thrill me. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, one of the ways I feel like I was really blessed is that when she actually left her body, it was an incredibly beautiful experience for me. And in a, in a brief way, all I can say is it was like all of the joy and love and beauty in the universe just poured into the room. And I know people have a range of experiences when someone dies and they're in that physical presence. And I luckily had one that was quite beautiful and could feel her lifting out of her body and see the spirits who are supporting us in the room um, and also feel the joy and that joy and bliss that I believe she was experiencing that sustained me. It still sustains me. It's 10 years later. And I still feel like knowing the freedom and the joy that she was in being able to uh, have the expansion of leaving the body Mm -hmm was really precious. So, um, and we both had a sense that we were hoping, I guess, that that would be true for us both, that that would be, um, we would realize our belief system and we, and we did, mm. you No. Know? Now, were you in the hospital with her or was she at home? No, with you? she was at home. Yeah. Okay. So, and were you able to like be with her body for a while after that, or did they come and get the body right away? How did oh, you that's all a good question. that part? Yeah. Again, like I mentioned, that was the part I wasn't really looking forward to whatsoever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a plan. I had a plan that there would be um, friends that I would call and they had actually offered to cleanse and bless her body. And beautiful. um, And Kate beforehand had agreed to those particular two friends doing that for her and for me, because I actually didn't want to, you know, after being with my mom's body after she had died, it was not a super pleasant experience for me. I didn't love it. I knew she wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. And some people really need that to be with the body. For me, I was maybe with Kate's body about 15 minutes by myself before I called anyone. And I was, like I said, I was in total bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an amazing experience. And I also knew myself well enough to be like, this is not how the memory I I want to keep is the sensation I'm having now and the beauty Mm -hmm. of the spiritual release, not of her physical body, what she looks like, what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, so friends actually came over soon after and um, I went outside and spent time with another friend um, and did a, a ritual celebration outside with some sparklers and the stars and Mm. um, instead of being with her body and then the body her body did stay in the house overnight and I didn't interact with it but a friend wanted to stay with her body in the living room I mean there were it was beautiful there were candles and rose petals Mm. and you know it was gorgeous that's Um, lovely but a friend stayed with her and really wanted to overnight and then the next afternoon is when um her body was picked up um, after the care, luckily, of our, our close friends in that This process. is just an incredibly conscious, gracious, and as you said, blissful thing. I, I'm hoping you're giving so much people strength uh, as you're telling your story. Now, when was it that you knew in your own way that you were communicating with Kate 
um, after she dropped oh. her body. And, and, and you two continued some sort of legacy and practice, and you're still offering that to other people. So can you yeah. go into that now and share that with people? Sure. Well, honestly, it was actually before when she was still partly in her body was when we first were having communications. And just briefly, I'll say um, I had had a cough, so I had to kind of remove myself a little bit physically from her because she was in this process and she kept being kind of startled back into the present mm. physical world. And um, she was actually extremely aware and conscious. I'm I'm still shocked that she just shot out of her body so fast, but I was sitting on the stairs and just watching her. and. And I could feel her spirit sitting next to me so strongly that I had to move over on the stairs. Wow. And she and I, when she, before she had completely left her body, we were having this conversation on a spirit level where I was saying to her, is this what you're looking at? Cause I was up high on the stairs and she said, yes. And we were both together. I can't explain it any other way, watching her own body. And um, very soon after that, she completely left her body. So it was, I had already had this spirit to spirit experience with her as she was going through her transition process. And then afterwards, I mean, there, there were shooting stars. There were was guidance when I was creating her memorial celebration of um, she guided me to the exact song that she wanted to use. She said, look at CD number four. And I'm thinking, what's CD number four? The CDs have names, not numbers. Sure enough, there was a CD, a blank CD with a Roman numeral number four on it. <laughs> she told me what track to go to. I went to the track. Sure enough, it was one of her favorite mantra chant songs that um, someone had given her many years before. I never knew what the words meant. I looked the words up and they were specifically for someone who was transitioning into the spirit realm. So she just kept doing that kind of thing with me. And even, yeah, even now she continues to communicate in messages and numbers and um, just her presence. So I think that actually goes into the answer of your next question is how do I stay connected which really for me, it's about focusing on her presence rather than her absence. And mm, that is brilliant. It, focusing it's, it's on really her simple. presence rather than her absence. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And, you know, honestly, um, when I feel any sadness or especially in the past when I have, if I just have the awareness of where is my focus, even if it's subtle, it usually is on her absence, the absence of her in my life or her physical body. And then if I can focus on her presence and by presence, I could mean her spiritual presence in my life, like her actual being, but also I can mean her memories or like how she shaped who I am today, how I mm. still carry her with me, like whatever presence means to somebody. The moment I start that connection, the connection it completely supersedes the loss and the absence. And mm. that's been one of the greatest gifts is, is learning more and more to focus on her presence. Um, and we can do that. It might be fleeting some days, it might be moments or minutes, but it always, I think, can bring us back to uh, finding a way of communication or connection or feeling centered rather than an emptiness or a gap, you know? That's beautiful, Jennifer. And and if Kate comes through and wants to share anything through you, uh, that, that would be beautiful mm. too. And how is it, you know, you've recreated yourself and, and what you're offering. And it, for people who want to learn to experience this type of process that you and Kate have, have created, 
if, if you know someone listening wants to learn how to do this, where can they go? Do you have a website? You know, how is this done? Thank you. Yeah, I do. Um, my website is just my name. It's jennifermatthews.com. And that's with one T. So it's Jennifer and them, M-A-T-H-E-W-S.com. And um, there you'll find different articles I've written about my experience and also about Kate and about sometimes when she has communicated to me and things that she's shared. Um, I also did a TEDx talk a couple of years ago, and you can watch that there. And that also describes how I was able to maintain connection and gratitude and joy after she left the physical world. Um, so that might be valuable to people listening as well. And do you teach the laughing yoga? You know, I combine it now with talking about kind of what, what laughing teaches us about living and dying. So I've done workshops and trainings on that, and it still is a core piece of what I teach along with spiritual tools. Um, and I do have to tell you asked about a message that Kate would come through. So all what I got right away was love, 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 love. <laughs> Oh, and then right. there was love, this love, little love, song love, she love. used to sing that was love and gratitude when we would fill up our water bottles at the springs. And so love and gratitude, that is, that's with a big smile. That's her message for everybody. So and when, when you say the water springs, you mean the ones here in Mount Shasta? Yes, the water, the headwaters in Mount Shasta. She when When she could no longer get water for herself and I was going, her friends were going, her request was that we would sing the song and it's, this is what she did again and again. She would just sing love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude. <laughs> so, and I well, still recently, like, I, I filled up my water and I sang the song. Yep. Well, may everyone who's listened to <laughs> this show today, when they fill up their water glasses or jugs or wherever they are, would you sing that one more time so everybody can get it in their heads? Sure. Love and gratitude, love and gratitude. <laughs> Just simple. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you so much, Jennifer and Kate. If anyone wants to learn this way of being, you can go to jennifermatthews.com and the Matthews is spelt with one T. That would be M-A-T-H-E-W-S. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you, Kate. Thank you so much. Oh, Love and gratitude. So much. I'll never thank drink you, water Ralph. again without <laughs> thinking of you too. Yay. Well, it's been a pleasure. And thanks for all you're bringing to the world. Appreciate you. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was brought to you by Freedom with Joy. Please subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.